0: you're listening to working girl talk i'm your host abby zufeld as a marketing expert in the corporate world and a small biz owner myself you'll hear the real girl talk on all things workplace and work life with me and my inspiring guests who've been exactly where you are working girl talk is on a mission to make your work day better now let's talk Welcome to episode 88 of Working Girl Talk. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hope you are having a great day. As we start out with every episode, let's dive into some headlines because we got we have some juicy headlines this week. And then we are going to get straight into our interview, which I am very excited about. First headline from social media today Instagram is planning to launch multi-participant live streams later this month. So Instagram chief Adam Mosseri revealed that you will soon be able to do Instagram live with four people. So you and three other guests coming soon and to me this is kind of funny he did use the word finally when he announced it like finally be able to do more people kind of funny and this really reminds me of clubhouse actually I know I've been talking about that in the past few episodes uh, where you can have multiple people discuss and there's no video but you're having multiple people in these rooms kind of reminds me of that that you'll be able to talk to more people get more perspectives on instagram live maybe this will revive instagram live a little bit instagram live has been growing in especially in other countries. Social media today pointed out and I feel like with the pandemic happening, Instagram Live kind of had a new resurgence. I saw a lot of more series and more people using it. But personally, and I don't have data for anyone else backing this up, but personally, I have seen more Instagram Lives lately but less people viewing. Like when I go click on one, there's a lot less people viewing than at the beginning of the pandemic. So I feel like people are kind of over it, This just from my perspective, my audience. So that is what I'm seeing, but maybe this will kind of revive it and Instagram Live will have a comeback because you can have multiple people. Next story. Epic Games files an antitrust complaint against Apple in the EU, according to CNBC. So Epic Games, you're probably like, what is that? They're the ones that own Fortnite, which that, you know what Fortnite is. (laughs) In a complaint with the European Commission's Directorate General for Competition, Epic Games said the 30% cut that Apple takes on App Store purchases is anti-competitive. The commission told CNBC it will assess the complaint based on its standard procedures. Epic has also filed complaints with competition regulators in the US, Australia, and the UK. So Epic is going after these people with the app power. We'll see how that turns up, but I thought that was pretty interesting. Next and last headline for today... Amazon acquires a Shopify competitor. CNBC reported that Amazon has bought Cells, an Australian company that makes tools that enable businesses to easily launch online stores. Cells is a big Shopify competitor. And according to CNBC, Shopify has seen its business skyrocket during the pandemic in the recent months. So definitely makes sense that Amazon's going to go after a competitor. So Amazon actually acquired Cells, on january 15th but didn't publicize the acquisition cells on their side said in a blog post that it will work with amazon to build easy to use tools for entrepreneurs so amazon is definitely kind of going after the small business owners and having that online shop E-commerce is amazon's bread and butter so definitely makes sense that they're getting into this space so we'll see what happens and those were our headlines today now let's get into our guest Tax season is coming up. It's definitely tax season. We all are in the midst of it. And if you're anything like me, when you hear the word taxes, you cringe a little bit because filing taxes... Not the most fun you've ever had. Am I right? Well, knowledge is power, and we are getting ready to take back our power today with today's guest. Damari Gold is with us. She is an accountant and the owner of the Gold Standard Accounting and Tax. She has been in the accounting industry for 15 years and has her master's degree in accounting and finance. She's also really unique because she specifically focuses on teaching women the foundation of managing personal finances so they can flourish and build financially. Love to see it. I also love that she has a lot of experience with entrepreneurs and online and people that may not be in traditional spaces, like if you have a podcast or a blog or these more digital first careers, she has experience with that and it is so helpful. So Damari with us today, we talk about the mindset behind taxes, deductions you may not be thinking about, tax mistakes, and even setting up your business correctly to make sure all the tax stuff is situated. So we go all over the place and it is so valuable and so helpful. So before we get into the interview, if anything helps you today, make sure to screenshot this episode while you're listening to it and post it on your story. Tag Damari and tag at Working Girl Talk so we can see what you think. Always love to see it. And with that, welcome Damari to the show. I am excited. We have Damari here who's going to guide us through our tax questions. So this is going to be good.
1: (laughs) Yes, I try to make it as painless as possible.
0: Yes. And we need that. We need that. So before we get into all of that, though, we want to hear a little bit more about you. So I'd love to hear your career journey and kind of your relationship with money and how you find, found yourself in this field. Because um, yeah, like a, being an accountant and in the tax field, I feel like it's not super common to have that and also be a creative because your social media platforms are very education driven and very creative. So how did this happen for you?
1: <laughs> well, that's an awesome <laughs> question. So for those that are listening, I have spent the last 15 years as an accountant, um, more specifically focus on tax accounting has been 10 years, last 10 years and education. I am a first generation American. And so it was it was just something that I realized that, you know what, we weren't taught any of these things. And as I progressed in my career, I really started noticing how like there was just such a void in that, in that field. And um, this, the past two years, I want to say was when I realized that it goes beyond even just the tax and accounting and financials, because as a business owner, I, you know, I've seen business owners run their business to the ground just because they don't know how to manage it financially. And so being a part of helping them structure themselves correctly and helping them in their journey in business financially has just been such a huge motivation for me. That's when I decided to move forward with women and personal finances. So you'll see on my page that I kind of go into both because I just find that it's such a needed space and the uniqueness that I bring to it is the fact that I am a tax accountant and that I have a, and a a career and also a firm. So I have, um, my place of business is in Huntington beach, California. So we, I have a tax accounting firm out here. So that is my main career, but my passion is definitely helping women and women owned businesses, understand their financials and, the strategize because you know what, when we're empowered financially, we, we just can make those decisions. Like we can really pull through and know what to do with our business and how to move forward and how to scale and do all of those great things
0: when we feel confident about where we stand financially. Love that, and we need that. It's so interesting. I have a lot of friends who have side hustles or they're business owners. And money and questions about money and structure and all of these things related to money and finances, that is a big hangup for people. It prevents them from taking the leap and even growing. It it's, yeah. Yeah, the fear, right?
1: The fear leads to inaction or overwhelm leads to inaction. And so we might not take those next steps or we might think that we can't just because we don't really know or truly know what the numbers mean. So I think that, yeah, it it happens very common. So if you're out there feeling that way, don't feel like you're alone when it comes to that.
0: Yes, yes. You are not alone here. (laughs) Yes, yes. You are not alone. You are amongst your peers here.
1: I am am part of that as well. (laughs)
0: Yes. So kind of going back to your journey with money, I know that you've shared like personally, like on your Instagram that you've kind of been in every phase of that money life. So can you kind of walk through like your childhood with money and how you've learned personally how to have like financial savviness?
1: Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. So what I teach is the foundation of money. And the reason why is because growing up, I, I grew up poor. I, um, like I mentioned, I'm a first generation American. So my mom it was a South Korean immigrant. And, and for us, money meant survival. For us, it was like, so I held on to that kind of belief for a while. And then also to work hard. Like the only way I can advance in this world is if I work hard, right? How many of us understand that, like, From our parents or, you know, stay in a nine to five because that's secure. Right. So a lot of times that those blockages might prevent us from moving forward on things and then making financial mistakes as in like getting myself into a lot of credit card debt um, in my 20s. I mean, I was parting it up. I was living it up. And so (laughs) I got myself into a lot of credit card debt. And for the majority of my adult life, I worked two jobs. I've always had like my main hustle and my side hustle and just figured out ways to make money. And that's a learned behavior from seeing my mom um, going through her journey and trying to create wealth for herself. But what we have to understand is that wealth isn't really created by us working hard all the time because that that doesn't necessarily equal, it doesn't mean that it's going to equal joy and happiness. And it doesn't necessarily mean that all of a sudden you'll reach your wealth goals or your financial goals that way. In my twenties, I got into a lot of debt and then paid it off worked two jobs, made more money every year, but I still was not able to save enough and not pay anything off. And over time, I noticed that that's a common theme, right? That it's like, we're kind of like, we stay kind of in this limbo where it's like, we're not paying off our debt, but we're not saving enough money. And I don't know about you, Abby, but I know when I talk about budgets, I I just remember when I was younger, I was like, what a restraint, like, oh my gosh, I have to budget for things. That wasn't really the life that I wanted to live, you know? And so having to learn through my mistakes and getting myself into debt, and let me tell you guys, it's, <laughs> I did it multiple times. It wasn't like just the one time I got out of debt and then I was done. No, I kept continuing on. Um, I was married before. I had kids. So there's a lot of financial changes that come with that after I ended up getting enforced. So there was another financial reset, another thing that happened. Um, so I've hit a lot of big marks financially in my own personal finances that now that I'm here, I'm like, you know what it is, is that i never understood the fundamentals. I never understood what do I, how do I keep track of these things? How do I not allow myself to get out of control when it comes to this stuff? And that is where my passion comes in, into teaching the fundamentals, because most of any people that are listening, you might not invest money, or you might not start a retirement account, or you might not pay off debt, because you just simply don't know why you would want to do that, or how, or if you could even afford it. Most people feel like they can't afford it. And that's what I want to retrain our minds and really understand that you can't afford it, and you still could Eat out every day and you still could <laughs> enjoy all the leisures and all the things that you're enjoying.
0: Yeah, I think that's such an important point because we get into that mindset of, oh, well, I actually want to like live life and enjoy my money. So I don't want to save up, but then you end up yes. in the limbo, the back and forth.
1: <laughs> exactly. Or you think like, well, I don't know if I'm gonna get to retirement age, so I don't wanna, you know, I wanna have money for myself. But sometimes retirement a retirement account can, you can start it off with low costs. You know, it could, it could be just a hundred dollars a month that you contribute, or if you have a nine to five, there's ways that you contribute that way that would be helpful because over time, you're going to earn more money with the compound interest and all those things that we can talk about at a later time. But it, it's just, it, it's so important for for younger generations and for you to understand that I made those mistakes. I, man, did I wish I knew all these things that I know now because a hundred percent, I would have made a, a lot of decisions differently.
0: It's never too late. We, it's always a learning, a learning journey. <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: It's never too late.
0: So let's dive into some specifics because right. we have you here and this is like the golden, like this hour power <laughs> oh hour right God. here. We need all the tips. So yeah. immediately we're we're approaching March and April. It's that tax season. Yes. Immediately when people hear taxes, they get nervous. Maybe that like <laughs> little sick to your stomach feeling. I know when I hear, I'm like, oh, like the cringe. How do we change that mindset? Like, is it just the preparation of it? I don't know. Like, what are, you, what are your thoughts on helping us fix that tax mindset?
1: I definitely think that there is there definitely is some preparation for it. You know, when we think of something, when we're experiencing something that is unknown, that can make us cringe. And, but if we cut, if we step forward into it versus waiting for it to happen to us, then we can prepare a little bit and those feelings might not be so bad. And so for me, I feel like if, if you are starting out in business or if you're already in business and you're like in the, in the thick of your business and it's going great or you're growing or whatever situation you're in, even in your own personal finances, wherever you find yourself, reaching out to people that really truly make you feel comfortable with giving you knowledge Because the truth of the matter is, the more you know about your personal finances and and your business finances or tax time, all of these things, the more knowledge you have, the less scary it'll be. Um, You know, For me, it's so important to teach my clients and to show them how to prepare. And I do so by looking at their situation, looking at their current situation and asking the questions that are like, what is it that you wanna accomplish? the following year, you know, and that is, especially for those of us that are starting businesses that are doing side hustles, I know you have talked about that. It can be very scary and like cringe in your stomach because you're just kind of, you don't know what you don't know, right? So if you don't ask the right person, or maybe you don't even know what to ask, that's another thing, you know, but if you don't talk to the right person or the right tax accountant, then That can make you feel even more intimidated um, because I know that my experience in this history of tax accounting sometimes it's heavily um, masculine, and sometimes that can be that can make somebody feel like scared because it's like if they make you feel dumb or if they make you feel like you don't like, don't you know this kind of thing, attitude you know, when you're starting out a business, you don't. And unfortunately, a lot of times we're not taught these things. So in order to get ahead of, for yourself so that tax season doesn't seem so like, uh, my suggestion is always talk to someone that is truly explaining these things to you, that is making you feel comfortable, that is giving you some good information that you can take with you and carry it throughout the year so that when tax season does come, you're not feeling overwhelmed, you're not feeling scared, you're not feeling like I'm completely unprepared. Um, And you don't get that, that surprise IRS tax bill at the end of the year because you didn't prepare throughout the year.
0: So good. There were so many little things and so many little gems in there. I hope everyone is paying attention because that was so helpful. Really just getting ahead of it. I think probably not waiting till the last minute till it's tax filing day. Like that probably adds to the stress too. Because what you were saying on like, you feel like insecure about your business or your side hustle. And I know like I've faced that like with my podcast is a business, but it's like, Oh, well it's like my side hustle. Maybe it's not like, I don't know. Like you don't know how to (laughs) explain it. So it's, it's difficult.
1: And then that's another thing is somebody that is knowledgeable in your industry. You know what I mean? So for me, because I know what the online space looks like, I know what podcasting looks like I offer free 30 minute consultation so that you can express to me what you're doing and let's not call it a side hustle anymore. This is your business. This is what you are trying to grow. Now, if you're just doing something as a hobby, of course, I'm going to get down to the core of what you're doing, but that is where the difference is, is that if you are trying to create this as a legitimate business, There's there are definitely things that you need to know that you can do right now in order to get that process going.
0: So you mentioned business and the structure of business. So what is something like if you see like a common mistake in that business structure and how do we fix it? Because I think sometimes we just go straight for an LLC or I don't know what people do, but oh,
1: you said it, there is the common mistake right there. <laughs> so uh, something very common that happens is that they don't ask the right people their advice. So what they'll do is they'll open a corporation because their friend told them to do it, or because someone that's maybe in the same industry told them to do it without really consulting with an accountant or a lawyer or someone that understands why you would want to do that. And what most people don't understand is that when you open a corporation, depending on what state you're in, there's a lot of filing fees and there's also a lot of formalities that happen when you have a corporation. It's not just this Mickey Mouse thing like, (laughs) oh yeah, I have a corporation and let me just, you know, I don't even know where I'm spending money. I don't even know, like (laughs) you have, no checking account, nothing for your corporation. Like you're treating it just like if it was you and that you're not doing anything to separate yourself from this business and create it and make it a legitimate business. So you have to understand that when it comes to creating a corporation, there's a lot of implications. There's a lot of things that you have to be mindful of. And the the tax part of things is also very important because many people believe, and I've seen this so common that oh, I didn't make any money, so I'm not going to file anything for my corporation or an LLC or anything like that. That is untrue. That is a myth. Even if you did not make any money, the year that you registered as a corporation, you have to file a corporate tax return. Depending on what state you're in, that will determine if there's any state taxes involved. I'm in the state of California. If you create a corporation in the state of California, most corporations have a minimum franchise fee tax. This is a minimum of $800. So you have to pay $800 even if you made no money. So these are things that somebody, you know, if you talk to a friend, they might not be able to advise you onto why or why not you would want to incorporate. And that's some, a big, big common mistake is that When do you incorporate? Why should you incorporate? Does it make sense for you? And is it cost efficient for you? Another common mistake would be, like I said, treating your business like a side hustle, treating your business as though it doesn't have its own, like it's not running its own financials. You, You should treat it as a business. So my suggestion is if you're not incorporating at the moment is get a business license. Separate your, your personal and your business checking account know that when money comes in, that's not your money, honey. That's your business's money. (laughs) And you have to pay yourself from your business money and then all the expenses, all the things that you're incurring should be coming from your business account. And why do you want to do that? Well, you know, with, let's say 2020, everything that happened, a lot of people wanted to apply for SBA loans. A lot of people wanted to apply for a lot of things, but they never really made that legit confirmation that, Hey, I have a business because you're treating it like a side hustle. So if you don't do that, you know, let's come on, let's, let's grow up. Let's step into, and let's do, and, and let's treat it like a business. Let's treat it for what it is.
0: Okay, yeah, I love it so good. And I'm mentally like, okay, I, I need to do do take thing.
1: notes. You're all uh, schedule a call with Damari after this.
0: Seriously though. Yes, Don't that is you, <laughs> that is so helpful. And I think everyone else is kind of rattling their brain too. And even those questions you said to ask yourself too, like. When's the right time? And all of those things to kind of mental know and see. So, in your perspective, when is the right time to like incorporate your official business? Like after you've started making money or just when you want to take it seriously? Most of the time,
1: it depends on what industry, honestly. Um, for my online entrepreneurs, people that are just, that don't have any uh, like overhead, major overhead, no products or goods, um, if you're a service based, type, um, business. My suggestion is definitely when you're making maybe anywhere from 50 to like you start making 50 to 60 gross revenue is when you might want to consider it. Um, most of the time I'm not a lawyer. I do have to disclose this. I'm not a lawyer. So this isn't legal advice. Um, but what is common knowledge is that the reason you would incorporate is to protect assets. So in case you ever get sued, you have a protection or you have a layer of protection between your assets and anybody being able to sue you. I get that having a corporation sounds cool. You could be the CEO of your corporation, but don't let being cool cost you a lot of money (laughs) when you're not ready for it. Because again, something that most people don't know is that when you go to file a tax return as a corporation, you have to file your corporate tax return first before you file your personal tax return. And corporate tax returns are due March 15th, not April 15th. So this is why financials are important. And this is why you have to know how to separate all of your things. And you need to know all of the formalities because, again, it can be very costly to file A corporate tax return is much more costly than a personal tax return. So again, this is all things that people need to know that I make it a point that this is what you need to know before you make this decision. And that way you prepare yourself and you can prepare yourself financially. So when you're ready to take that jump, you know what to expect and and have it not be a surprise.
0: This is why you are here, you're <laughs> dropping okay. the knowledge for us. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So going into the, uh, to even deeper into the tax side of things, is there a common mistake or misconception that people are making when it comes to taxes?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you don't even have to finish that sentence. Let me tell you what they are.
0: Yes. Uh, meals,
1: guys, your meals, your everyday meals are not tax deductible. Uh, You have to be meeting with a client in order for it to be tax deductible. So you have to have some sort of business need for the meal or for anything that has to do with uh, you deducting. It has to be within your industry, obviously. So if we're a service-based industry, we might not have that many meetings outside or we might, right? So we have some meals that we might have with clients. You have to write down who you had lunch with or dinner with and what maybe you spoke about or what business they're associated with and take a picture. Another common mistake is thinking that bank statements are enough. Um, When it comes to tax audits, bank statements are not enough. You need to have receipts. And the reason why is because let's say common places like Best Buy, Target, where we could buy like our mic, right? We can buy these mics on Amazon um well we can also get a bunch of personal stuff on amazon as well target you could also buy your favorite cute outfit on (laughs) target you know best buy you can buy yourself a tv so in order to cover yourself and is to show what was purchased and the only way to do that is to have a receipt so my suggestion when it comes to receipts is right on top of maybe what it was for. Take a picture of it and either use Expensify, which is an app, Dropbox. I mean, Dropbox is free, so you really could do Dropbox or your drive, your Google Drive. Take a picture, upload your receipts in there, and then you can set it and forget it kind of thing, right? So you want to get yourself in a good practice when it comes to receipts and taking pictures of them. Carry around one of those little folders for receipts if you need to. And here's my other, like my other little gem for you guys as business owners or as, as you know, even in your personal finances, have a personal finance or a financial Friday or a financial Wednesday, Saturday, whatever day you want, get yourself a glass of wine, take review your stuff, like know where you're at financially. And if that means, okay, that's the day you take pictures of your receipts, then that's the day you do it. But set aside some time because Guys, if you want to be cool and have a corporation, let me tell you, this is part of your CFO title because you're going to be you're going to hit all those marks as a chief financial officer is for you to know where you stand financially and to do all of the things that are required which is you having your financials in order and having your receipts, your bank statements, knowing all of these things. I'm
0: so glad this is recording because <laughs> definitely one that everyone's going to have to go back and listen to a few times for sure I
1: know I I, I think that sometimes too like when it comes to taxes like okay I need
0: to hear that again um and I love the idea of setting like some accountability for yourself like financial Friday or doing like some sort of allotted time to go over everything I think that's super smart and that's like a working girl talk takeaway right there everyone make sure you set that time (laughs)
1: yes yes such a Put it on your schedule because I know for me, if I don't put it on my schedule, it doesn't happen. So put it on your schedule, give yourself an hour, whatever you need to get yourself focused and know where you stand financially
0: definitely and i'm gonna bounce around a little bit because you mentioned deductibles i want to talk about that a little bit so we kind of you kind of mentioned the like hey like stop deducting is there anything on the flip side that you find and i know that everyone's situation is different so it's a little more general but is there anything in general that you see is a deduction that maybe people don't think about
1: that they miss definitely i mean there's a lot of things uh a phone is one of them, like your telephone uh, bill or your cell phone bill is definitely something most people miss because uh, you know they're not sure or if you purchase yourself an iPhone and this is the important part about making yourself a legit business is because if your income is fully derived from your business then those things are fully deductible so you want to take a look at that website. Coaching. I know this is something that is always a big big question is I paid a coach or I paid someone to train me or to teach me that stuff is deductible. So you can take that that deduction if you make yourself a legit business. So (laughs) keep that in mind. Um, And those would be considered like professional fees. Um, gifts, you know, there's a lot of coaches out there that give gifts to their clients. This is a common mistake. And also something to know is that the maximum amount a gift can be is $25. So if you give a client any type of gift, the maximum amount you can deduct is $25. The workaround here's going to be your pointer and you guys, Normally, I say stop recording me at this one, but (laughs) but just leave it on. You can do like a commission. Just make sure to write down who you gave uh, the gifts to or what you paid them uh, per se. Because I have a client that does like referrals. So like, if somebody refers you over, they'll do like hundred dollars worth of gift cards or something like that. You can put that down as a commission. Just be sure to have the name, address, and what you gave them in a separate spreadsheet or somewhere where you have a record of what you gave them. And use that as a commission's paid because it is a requirement when you pay someone over $600 that you file a 1099 for them. Well, this is under $600, so it's not a requirement. But you just want to know that information in the case that ever comes up but it would it's going to be small amounts of course based on your industry i don't want you guys to have like like, i gave commissions of twenty five thousand dollars and that has like nothing to do with your business so so that's what you have to watch out for just know and understand what industry you're in and then another like tidbit you can do is look up like you can google like depending on your industry google like common expenses for your industry. That's another thing you can do. And I know you probably get a lot of crap on there, but but maybe that'll give you an idea of of what you can continue to deduct based on your particular industry if you're not getting an answer right at this moment.
0: Definitely love those some great tips there and that actually made me think of something else. With the pandemic most Mm -hmm. people had to work from home. I know I still am working from home. Do you foresee in this like coming like tax cycle, I guess from this past year that more Mm -hmm. people will be writing stuff off because you, you basically had to turn your home into an office. Yeah. Uh, Well,
1: unfortunately, if you are a W two, if you're not like, if you're a business owner, yes. But if you are working for an employer, if you, are, if you receive a paycheck stub from your employer or you are W-2, all those things, um, no. Unfortunately, uh, for federal purposes, they, t- they did away with um, that portion of things. So there's no deductions for expenses outside of your work. Um, so most employers were doing some reimbursements and things like that, but unfortunately that is no longer the case where you can deduct, um, like outside expenses or expenses for having a, like a home office and things like that.
0: Right. Okay. Good to know everyone. We tried, but that's okay. (laughs) Hey
1: guys, keep in mind, please that year to year. Yes, I know. And I have to disclose this too. year to year tax laws change. So this was enacted in 2019, I believe, or 2018, is where they changed that portion of things where uh, the the employer part of like, it's called unreimbursed employee expenses are no longer part of of a deduction.
0: So good to know. So much gold here. This is so helpful. So I also wanted to bring up the self guided self software when it comes to taxes. There's like services like TurboTax and all of that. I guess when, it, cause I feel like just from what I've observed with friends and family that people typically start out with those. And then once they feel like they're making a certain amount of money, then they go to a real accountant. What are your yes. thoughts on that? Like, is there a time to go to a real accountant or should you just go for well, it? Well,
1: 2020 is definitely the time to go to a real account <laughs> because <laughs> there's a lot of changes in for 2020 for taxes in 2020, a lot of credits, a lot of things to be mindful of. But if you just have a W-2, if you're super simple, then I mean, terminal tax works. You know, if you just have your 1W-2 and you don't really have a lot of things going on, even if you make more money, if you just have the 1W-2, then it might not, you know, you might be okay. Unfortunately, because of 2020, I know that I've been asked questions, but we have to understand that certain softwares are different than others. And we can't advise on something that we're not doing ourselves because then, you know, if you mess it up, then you're going to feel like, well, she told me, right? So so as tax preparers, we have our own software and our own guidelines and diligence and all these things that we have to do on our side. So if you do have questions, if you find yourself in a position where you're like, I don't know, like, am I doing the right thing? You've seen all those memes, right? Like <laughs> I got arrested because my refund was <laughs> $20,000. Well, you know, those are things to watch out for. So if your stuff isn't simple, my suggestion is definitely seek out some professional help. I know things like TurboTax do have like experts where they have like a customer service. And from what I hear, it might be um, pretty good. But again, if you're feeling, you know, the peace of mind, outweighs the cost of paying a preparer and so if you if you think about it if you feel like you're going to be making a mistake and you feel like like you can essentially hinder yourself so that's what you're risking so if you want to have the peace of mind go ahead and seek out a preparer somebody that you feel comfortable with and that is truly giving you like the knowledge
0: Totally. That is perfect. So everyone listening, this is you, this is personal. You can, you can do what you're comfortable with. I think that's such an important point to point out.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, think about it. It's peace of mind. I mean, for us, we start our individuals at 150. And if the peace of mind is going to cost you one hundred fifty, I don't know about you, I'd rather pay one hundred fifty dollars to know that it's being done right, right? Or yes. even if there's a mistake, that I know where I can go to make sure that someone fixes it.
0: So I have two last questions for you before we head into the top ten round. All, All right. right. One is the worst financial decision you've made and what you learned from it. So we're getting real. This is the real girl talk right now. <laughs>
1: Yes. uh, The worst financial mistake I've made, I believe, is um, pulling out my retirement account um, at a younger age. So many times I contributed to retirement in different jobs that I had in my 20s and every time I would pull it out. And um, just because, you know, you want the money now. So, So what I learned from it is that I've been in the workforce for over 20 years now. And that if I would have left that money in there, I probably would have had a good, solid retirement right now. And so that, that is definitely something that I do regret and that I wish I would have known and had the fundamentals to really like know, roll it over, do what I need to do and not think of that money as touchable. That is one of my (laughs) deepest regrets, but I'm changing it now. And so you know i have to now contribute more aggressively so i can i can get to retirement better
0: yeah thank you so much for sharing that with us that's like a newer question to this show so i appreciate your honesty with that and i know that that is an important lesson for all of us to hear but i also like that that as we were talking about in the beginning of the episode, like it's never too late. We learn these things. We can't ever have like a full on regret because we learned from it. And now you're teaching others how to come back yes. from things like that. So I think it's all goes full circle <laughs> in like a positive way. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's never too late, but if you can, anybody young that's listening and that's considering it, or if you thought about it, don't take it out. Just leave it there. Trust me. No amount of money is going to, you'll forget what you did with it. If you ask me right now, what I did with the money that I pulled out, I have no idea. So (laughs) just, it's just not worth it. Just leave it in there.
0: Love that. Some wise words there. And now last question before we head into the top 10 Mm -hmm. best piece of financial advice you've received.
1: That was a hard one because I don't think, I think maybe it's coming from myself. The best piece of financial advice I received maybe for myself has been that um, I have my own definition of what success is. And I think that doing that and really putting that into perspective can allow you to feel like you're accomplished on your own financially. Um, Something that a lot of people might not know about me is that I don't own a home I don't, I rent and I know that you hear a lot that, oh, renting is a waste of money and all these things. Right. But my perspective is this, I live in California, one of the most expensive States. I don't want to be a slave to my house. I don't want to have a $500,000 debt that I'm stressing over trying to pay. So for me, my goals are in line with what I want, and I invest a lot in my business and the growth of my business because this essentially is what's going to provide me with long-term wealth. So a home is not a retirement account, guys. A lot of people believe that, or you know, your parents, depending on what they taught you, things like that. So really, truly finding the definition for yourself of what success is, and and defining that for yourself can really give you allow you that. At liberty to make the decisions that you want to make and to live in alignment with what you're trying to accomplish. Because I know a lot of people think that it's like, what is my goal? Is your goal, your own goal, or is your goal based on what somebody else told you or what your parents taught you or what is, what is that? Right. So, um, and some people too, like they think only if I make six figures, only if I I get to this point, you know, so we really need to redefine for ourselves or define for ourselves what, what is success to us and what that would look like for us. So now it is yours as well. (laughs) I love it.
0: I love it. That is so helpful. So we are going to head into the working girl talk top 10 to finish out the show. Are you ready?
1: Okay. I'm ready.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My first job ever.
1: At the SWAT meet, at the indoor SWAT meet. I was 14 years old.
0: An essential part of my morning routine is?
1: Meditation. I know know a lot of people hear about meditation and all these things. Honestly, even if you sit in silence for 10 minutes, take it when you need it. Just do it to a point where you can unwind and disconnect for just a little bit.
0: Love that. We all need just some silence and peace right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, even from ourselves, even from our own mind.
0: Yes, totally. Next one. I'm obsessed with blank right now. My forever eternal
1: obsession is shoes. So that is something I have to work out on my own that I don't need a pair of shoes all the time.
0: A girl boss that I look up to.
1: Well, my coach, I look up to my coach, Petya, um, cause I love her energy. I love that she's just a very, um, down to earth and just loving and, um, yeah, she just has helped me so much throughout my journey, my own personal journey and getting through, uh, you know, being on social media and all these things, all these transitions in my life. So she's definitely somebody I look up to.
0: I'm currently listening to blank.
1: I am currently listening to as far as book I'm rereading. You are a badass uh, at making money. I'm not rereading it, but I'm re listening to it. So I like books on audio. Um, Good refreshers. I like to have things that kind of bring me back again to myself to you know understanding. And I think re listening to things sometimes you'll hear it different at different times.
0: Love that. I'm actually reading that book right now. So, oh, you love got it. The same energy. Okay. Yeah, there you go.
1: <laughs>
0: Next one I have blank at my desk always crystals. Ooh, <laughs> oh,
1: nobody could see, but I, oh, I like the it.
0: They are there. I just got a sneak peek everyone. Yes. <laughs> I'm grateful for blank.
1: Oh man. I am so grateful for so many things. I can't even guys. Gratitude is a universal currency. You can never have enough gratitude. I am grateful for, I'm going through a financial frustration myself. I am grateful for it because it has allowed me to create the space where I am right now, my beautiful office. And I, I can't even, it's been a dream come true. If you could see my office, I mean, (laughs) you haven't seen it, it,
0: but (laughs) (laughs) yeah,
1: you can visit my page and you can see my office creating this tax office for me has been a dream come true. And I wanted it to be in my style. I didn't want it to be this ugly, dingy, what everybody's used to in a tax office. I wanted it to be welcoming and just something completely different. So I am 35K deep into this mug and um, that could come with a lot of financial frustrations, but I am... Very grateful that I have been able to do that.
0: Yes. And everyone go look at her Instagram because I'm looking, I can see a little bit of the background right now yeah. in the office. It is unlike any tax office I've ever seen. There's no cubicles in oh, Exactly. Thank
1: you. Thank you. No cubicles. It is cubicle beautiful. In the no, it is. Yes. It is absolutely like a dream come true for me.
0: I feel most confident when blank.
1: I feel most confident when... I think when I do my hair, as far as looks, maybe that's what it would be. And any other thing, honestly, I feel more confident and comfortable when I I can help people, when I can have these conversations with anybody. And honestly, if it's helping anybody out there, please comment on Abby's podcast. Let us know, you know, because that is so helpful for me to know that I'm
0: helping others. Proudest moment in your career so far? Oh my
1: gosh, this moment. (laughs) proudest moment. I left I, for a long time. I was straddling. I've done, um, contracted work and I've also worked for firms just because of my experience. And in 2020, I decided to fully rip the band-aid. even though I was building my business as a tax account outside of that, I'm the owner of the gold standard accounting and tax, but I just hadn't completely taken the plunge. Because obviously there is some fear around like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm going to be leaving a, an amount of income, right? Or something like that. And so I just finally said, what am I afraid of? I've done this for long enough. I can do this. So this is a very, very proud moment for me. Okay. I,
0: I am inspired by blank.
1: Honestly, I'm inspired by young people doing the thing like it's just so amazing to me honestly like how many young people are out there making money online it's it blows my mind but i'm absolutely like in awe and and super like i'm like man you know you guys and i say you guys abby because i know you're young like just you know go for it man it's like live your passion live your purpose and i think that 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 is something that with you know gen z's and and um millennials that's coming up is that they want to they want a a career they want to do something that they're truly passionate about and so I appreciate that I really think that that is an awesome thing and there's nothing as, as far as for me I you know people might judge because they they don't understand but for me I'm like go for it man do what you're passionate about do what you love and the money will come you don't have to worry about that
0: I love that. What a beautiful way to end the episode. Where can everyone follow you, learn more about your services if they want to work with you, all of that stuff.
1: Awesome. So you can find me at Damari Gold on Instagram or uh, Facebook and uh, the gold standard accounting and tax. We also have an Instagram, it's TGS accounting, but um, you can, most of the time you can contact me through Damari Gold. If anybody wants a tax consultation or needs help guidance, um, you can email my assistant, Dahlia, at info at
0: Amazing. And you don't have to be in California to work with you. Is that correct? It can be any. That is correct.
1: US? We can file for every state. Yeah. In the U S. Yeah. So you don't have to be in California. You can be in any state and I can definitely help you.
0: Thank you so much for listening to working girl talk. At the end of every episode, I pick a Friday favorite, something I liked that week that I want to share. Today's Friday favorite is a song called Chasing After You by Maren Morris and Ryan Hurd, who are husband and wife. So way cute, but it is a great song. Even for my non-country fans, it's just a great, beautiful song so good. So that is my Friday favorite. Go rock out to that on this Friday. And thank you so much for listening to Working Girl Talk. I can't believe this is episode 88. And if you saw on Instagram this week, and even as you're watching now, we updated the cover photos. So kind of in this new era, we're a little more grown up now. Thank you for growing with us for these past almost two years. So kind of fun. And if you haven't subscribed to the show, make sure to click that subscribe button, share the link with a friend who needs to hear this and all this good tax info and rate the podcast cast five stars. If you feel so inclined, I always love to read your reviews and what you have to say. Thank you so much. Have an awesome work day.